Welcome to Some Seminarian Podcasts, produced by and starring the seminarians of the Archdiocese of San Antonio. On today's topic of discussion, we're going to dive deeper into the common mis- misconceptions regarding seminary formation prior to entering seminary formation. Jo- joined alongside of me, my name is Jordan Milligan, and joined alongside of me, I have today Dalton Moy and Moses Castro. Thank y'all for being here. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely interested in kind of picking your brains a little bit to kind of think about some of this, these miscon- misconceptions that we have. You know, I'm, I'm in my sixth year of formation. Uh, Dalton, you're, you, know, you just finished college program, things like that. And I Moses did. as well, you're entering into theology. Yeah. Um, so we've been in for a while. Sure. Um, and it's funny to, to think about our time when we first entered, time, time BS before seminary, <laughs> time AS after seminary. Uh, we're in seminary at the moment. Yeah. Um, so as far as putting that on the table, what are some things that maybe y'all thought about or can kind of share with our, our listeners and viewers uh, about misconceptions about the seminary? I think one thing that, uh, one misconception that many people have about the seminary is uh, we're not like lonely little hermits sitting in our corners. Uh, we definitely do have uh, a lot of interaction, not only with each other, but uh, for me personally, I have a lot of interaction with different parishes. My home parish and some of the parishes that I've uh, been to for different assignments or uh, different visits, and I've built a lot of meaningful relationships mm-hmm. with them. Uh, so it's not as if we are just a, like a cloister or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely uh, are very social within our vocation, which is what we need to be mm-hmm. when we're if we're going to be a priest. Yeah, the thing that's definitely right. You know, a lot of the times people think of you know when you enter into religious life, or when you enter into seminary. They think you have to kind of cut off all your ties of your old life. Right, yeah. And you kind of like, you have to rid yourself of your old ways and your old friends and your right. old family. Yeah. But that's definitely not the case. You know, when we come to formation, when we come to seminary, you're bringing all that who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your good stuff and your bad stuff, <laughs> the stuff that you need to work on. Right. Um, and so you, you get to still make those new connections, but then also bring all of those relationships that Absolutely. you made in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's important to think about. Yeah, I think also, too, um, for me, one of the misconceptions I had, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but um, before entering seminary, I had a career for like nine years. And so um, very much uh, focused on uh, a schedule and projects and different assignments, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, deadlines and communication. Uh, So working with a team and an email was a big thing uh, to communicate back and forth. And so when I was entering seminary, I thought that I wouldn't touch email again because no one told me that, <laughs> but this idea of like coming into seminary and like, all I'm going to do is just pray all day and um, focus on, you know, growth and formation and not necessarily be uh, too concerned about calendar invitations or um, schedules and email communications. But in that first week when I was applying to seminary, I had to follow up on so many emails about my application, different, uh, the vocations office for the archdiocese, uh, the, uh, the administration for Assumption Seminary and the process of entering and getting emails from the vocations director and all that. And I was just kind of like blown away. I was like, what is going on? Like, I thought I was going off to like Mount Carmel or something and they'll be like, uh, just written notes, <laughs> handwritten notes or d- different forms of communication other than like email, but it's part part of being a seminarian 
is that growth information. And preparation in our particular case as diocesan seminarians, uh, preparation for the diocesan priesthood, right? To be parish uh, pastors or administrators of a parish. Like that's an important aspect Mm -hmm. of our formation. And for me, um, I was still developing my understanding of priesthood and the role, the the life of a diocesan priest. And so before I entered seminary, I was like, okay, all I'm going to do is pray all day and study. I'm not going to do anything else. But in fact, then there's a great need to grow in administration, administrative skills. Right. right? I definitely would, you know, attest to that. I think being able to kind of be sent off to the parish and have pastoral years or those times mm-hmm. in the parish, you see the importance of being formed not only as a spiritual father and a spiritual leader in right. the church, um, but as uh, a parish administrator, yeah. you know, you're the one that kind of has to help sign off on the budgets and look at the finance council and mm-hmm. approve raffles and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. But then also connect yourself with, with the greater parish, with your greater parish right. and the greater archdiocese as a whole. Absolutely. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of balancing back and forth between your own communication with mm-hmm. God, that you have your own mm-hmm. prayer life and things like that, but also um, with those around you. And I think that's, it kind of goes hand in hand, kind of what Dalton, you kind of shared about the notion of network and Mm -hmm. that the misconception that we're lonely and that we're by ourselves. Um, We have in our seminary formation, Mm -hmm. a network that you're working with. So you have vocation directors, Mm -hmm. you have formators, you have your bishop, you have your spiritual director. There's people always around you, accompanying you in your discernment. And so I think lots of the times people, they also think about, you know, oh, well, if I enter seminary, I, you know, I have my little cell that I enter into with my bed and my cross and nothing else. Yeah. But then that's not necessarily the case. Like you have a whole team, you have a whole community Absolutely. behind you, rallying behind you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in our times of, you know, difficulty of finals week or midterms, mm-hmm. um, that's when your re- fraternity and brotherhood is really tested mm-hmm. and you really get to see the beauty of the friendships that right. you made. Right. Um, Checking in, hey, you know, do you understand the assignment? Did you get that paper? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay, good. None of us did. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, that misconception of that you have to do this vocational journey of discernment by yourself. Right. Yeah. That's not the case because right. you have your other brothers that you're with, absolutely. but then also the formation team yeah. with you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point, Jordan, because uh, I think a common misconception those might have before entering seminary is that. I have to have figured out my vocation already. Yeah, I, I already have to know that, yes, I'm called to be a priest, and that's why I'm going to seminary. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, not, uh, that's false, right? I mean, seminary is, is discernment. It's a, it's a different stage of the discernment process. And so that misconception of, I'm only going to enter seminary because I know I'm going to be a priest, right? And, and to your point, Jordan, this idea of Nowhere is it a young man saying, I know I'm going to be a priest, therefore I'm going to seminary so I can become a priest. It's this idea of like, I feel called to explore this more and I'm not going to do it alone. I'm not exploring this call alone because like you said, Jordan, we have the vocations directors, the formation advisor, the spiritual directors. There's a team of uh, individuals representing the church because this is a mutual discernment. We don't do it in isolation. Absolutely. Right. And that I think that's also another misconception that you have to have figured it out on your own before entering the, the, the seminary, but that's not true. It's all about opening yourself up to the opportunity and allowing other people to discern and journey with you in that Absolutely. process. Yeah. And especially because you have to be able to undergo change throughout mm. this process as well. And if a guy is to come in uh, saying 100%, I'm going to be a, right. become a priest one day, 
the, that's most likely gonna cut you off from any opportunity yeah. to change mm. and that's not a good thing oh, within yeah. discernment uh and um we need to be able to uh understand ourselves better uh because you're not going to know yourself uh when you come to right. in a seminary mm-hmm. most likely not most sure, most yeah. normal people don't at least <laughs> uh so you need to be able to figure out yourself and figure out how you're going to interact with others mm-hmm. because that has to have a good balance in order to work within that parish mm-hmm. and work within those that you're going to minister to mm-hmm. i think the along the line of kind of like what y'all are sharing is a misconception of what priesthood is mm. and of what the church is. Yeah. I mean, I think prior to seminary, you can think of, okay, you know, the priesthood as a glorified vocation, as a glorified, right. you know, position, you know, people help you out, people give you the gifts yeah. and, you know, you, you get taken care of by the church, but uh, there is, you know, goodness and glory found within the vocation mm-hmm. of a priesthood, mm-hmm. but it takes hard work and sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. I think even within, like within a marriage, you know, yeah. just like a husband and wife, they work together for the sake of the other, that sacrificial love that they share. You know, a man who is willing to enter into seminary has to enter into that dialogue, right. like how y'all shared, right. um, with the church and with those around him, um, and whether or not he feels called, um, to, to discern a vocation up to priesthood. Right. Yeah. I think another uh, misconception possibly is that you're not busy. Like you have a lot of free time or you're just praying yeah. all day. Um, that for me, I didn't have a, a, a good understanding of what the schedule of seminary was like before <laughs> I entered. Yeah. And so that for me was eye-opening. And I know, Jordan, you talked about this just a little bit already and you as well, Dalton, about your experiences out at the parish and building those relationships. We said this, we're not just uh, locked in on campus like a cloister. Yeah. We have a lot of responsibilities. The four uh, pillars of uh, of seminary life, of yeah. uh, spiritual dimension, human dimension, intellectual, and pastoral dimension. Mm-hmm. So the whole seminary is set up to help form young men for the vocation of priesthood. But we're looking at very specific areas and we're all there's tasks associated with each one of those. Absolutely. And so, of course, one of those is the intellectual formation. So we're full time students. Yeah, we're like we're college students, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of our life and our responsibility. But that but then we also can't forget about the pastoral aspect. Right. And mm-hmm. going out to the parish. I know, Jordan, you do a lot of um, RCIA and faith formation mm-hmm. at parishes. So there's a lot of responsibility there, yeah. too. Right. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. You, I think one of the things being in seminary is you learn with all of these different pillars of formation that we have, you learn how to look at your schedule as a whole and mm-hmm. what you have right. and kind of prioritize like, okay, Monday I can do this, Tuesday I can do this, Wednesday this yeah. day, Thursday this, Friday, <laughs> and so on. And so you look at, a, at a, as a whole um, what is expected of you. And what is kind of, you know, expected and how that's going to relate into, into your daily life. Right. I mean, even guys, I think as as we're full-time students, we also have days off sometimes mm-hmm. at school. You know, yeah. like normal college university right. students. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I have Monday mornings or Wednesday mornings off. Right. You know, those are good times for us, too, because, you know, we, we like a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that we're, we're normal we're normal college students, too, where we kind of have to budget our times and... And, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Dalton, what would you say? Is there a, a, a misconception that a man entering seminary knows how to pray perfectly? <laughs> yes, there definitely is a misconception about that. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, every man is going to have to uh, go about um, 
learning how to deepen his prayer life. Mm -hmm. uh, that goes for everyone. Right. Uh, but especially if you're going to be going into the seminary, mm -hmm. uh, you are going to have a lot of distractions mm -hmm. uh, that you wouldn't uh, think that you would have. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, you still are a student like we've already went over mm -hmm. and you're going to be dealing with different people. And sometimes you're going to want to binge Netflix rather than saying <laughs> a rosary. Uh, so you definitely are going to have to um, figure out uh, different uh, times and uh, maybe even different ways exploring right. that as well of right. uh, how can I better give my, my time to God? How can I better um, center myself that way I can give myself better to those that I'm serving, yeah. uh, to those parish communities, to, um, each person that I meet along this way. Right. Uh, because you definitely will hold those people within your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, because like I said, I've made many um, me very meaningful relationships mm -hmm. within uh, my path. And yeah. uh, I still hold them uh, even as, as I'm going throughout my prayer life and all throughout mm -hmm. the day. Right. So you, I, what you, what I heard you say, Dalton, is that there is a temptation to binge Netflix over praying the rosary. So did, are you saying that not every seminarian is a, a saint already and like really holy? <laughs> we are definitely not all saints. <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here, right? Misconception. All seminarians are not saints. No. Because what, well, I mean, let's talk about that, I guess. Because what are saints, right? They're, they're, they're individuals who keep saying yes, who keep coming back. And even after falling, they, they, they come back and say yes to the Lord. So in that sense, I think seminarians then are saints because we're, we're, we're certainly are striving for holiness. Yeah. But I guess what I would rather say is not all semin not, seminarians are not perfect. And that would be the misconception. We don't have it figured yes. out. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> Just because, you know, we, dress, we look nice in our cassocks. Right, like exactly. That, it doesn't necessarily mean that the, the cassock gives us all of the knowledge in the world. Oh, no. By all means, I know I've encountered that with people like, oh, you know, you look amazing. I'm like... Thank you, but I still don't know it just yet. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. Exactly. Yeah. It's still in that process. And I think that's that's one of the hard things, I think, is to get adjusted to mm. and to to think about, you know, when people find out you're a seminarian mm -hmm. and you go to the parishes, you go to oh, places yeah. of pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're the seminarian. You're the expert. Oh. And you're like, <laughs> no, yeah. no, I, this is my first time learning RCAA or this is, you know, my only my second time teaching confirmation. Right. Um, you're not necessarily the expert, but that you're in a constant disposition of learning yeah, and right. kind of just accepting that pressure and, and growing with that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's also a good point to keep in mind as well. Uh, we still have that first uh, vocation of uh, tending to be or to become a saint mm -hmm. uh, that everyone has. Uh, mm -hmm within the church that is not fulfilled before we move on to our, mm -hmm. uh, our ministerial vocation. Right. We still have that, uh, that we're still striving for. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that comes to my mind, maybe another common misconception is that if by entering seminary, we no longer want desire to be fathers, to have families, right? Just because we're, we're exploring this vocation of the priesthood, <laughs> doesn't mean that we cease to desire to have a, a wife or children, right? Because that's that's part of who we are. That's part of our identity as men. Yeah. And so that is something that's really important, that as we're journeying to do seminary, we're discerning every step of the way. And in prayer and with support of our advisors and our spiritual directors, we're reflecting on that fact of like, okay, I I do desire to be a priest, but I desire also to be a father. And so I think that's something that's really, really important that we, we remind ourselves of. Absolutely.
And then that's also another thing to keep in mind as well. And we're back. <laughs> that's also another thing that to keep in mind as well. Uh, uh, celibacy is uh, different from what we would uh, see in uh, natural anthropology. Uh, it is uh, different, and that is why we're discerning it right. as well. Because uh, I still uh, adore the idea of having a wife and right. kids. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, that energy that we have with mm -hmm. our natural tendencies, right. that can be used and utilized uh, in a way that we can uh, show a deeper love sure. for our parishes. Right. Um, if God willing, we are right. one day ordained. Right. And uh, that's the entire goal that we right. have here. And that needs to be cultivated. It's not going to happen overnight. Sure, sure. I think that's an interesting point that you bring up, Moses, as far as the misconception mm -hmm. of no longer having these right. desires to be right. a father or, you know, to be a spouse of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, that was, as in my time of six years of formation, um, I've, that's been two topics of mm -hmm. discussion uh, that was brought up sure. from a bishop and also a priest, yeah. um, where in their time of discernment and in their time in seminary, they shared that they underwent a time or a moment of grieving mm. where they kind of had to grieve their yeah. losses Absolutely. of their children, of their physical children, right. but then also say of their physical grandkids right. that they would have right. um, if they chose um, to discern a vocation to, to the married life. And I think for me, when I heard, when I, I first heard a priest speak about that at a conference and then later here in seminary, when I, the bishop spoke about mm. it, I was like, that's, Interesting. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, you don't necessarily think about that grieving, mm -hmm. um, the loss of a child right. of, of grandchildren. Um, but it, it is a dying of self. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think in seminary formation, you grieve many losses. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think that's the process of formation. Mm -hmm. It's to get yourself out of yourself mm -hmm. and to conform yourself to Christ, to be a right. priest of Christ right. for Christ. Right. And so it's not necessarily about, what you think priesthood is, but rather um, who Christ as the, as the true high priest is calling you to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that grieving does not stay, uh, it does not persist throughout the entire, entirety of your ministry. Right. It is going to uh, lead you into a mm -hmm. moment of joy in mm -hmm. the way that you're serving your people. Yeah. Yeah. So then that, that aspect of family, this aspect of grieving the possibility of having children and a spouse um, do we though, the question, maybe a common misconception that people might have of a seminary life is you no longer have contact with your family, your parents, or your siblings, oh, yeah. true or false? False, <laughs> false, big false. Yeah. <laughs> I know for me speaking to that, um, so I'm an only child. I don't have mm. siblings or things yeah. like that. And so yeah. telling my family that I was going to discern a vocation, that I was going to enter into seminary. My mom, wow. you know, immediately kind of started crying. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to see you again. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm just moving to San Antonio. Yeah. Like, I'll be, I'll be there in San Antonio. Yeah. Um, and so a misconception is the moment you enter seminary, you're never going to be able to see your friends and family again. Yeah. Um, and I think as diocesan priests, um, we're, we're blessed with that mm -hmm. ability oh, yeah. to be fixed to a geographic location. Right. 
And I think even out in the parish, when you encounter parishioners and you tell them, oh, I'm studying to be a priest, they're like, oh, well, where are you going to get sent next? Yeah. I'm like, here, uh, yeah. as far north as Fredericksburg, as far right. south as Tilden, yeah. west as Del Rio, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And so it's like, no, I'm studying to be a priest here right. for these for these people here. Right. Absolutely. And so as diocesan priests, it's a blessing yeah. um, that you're able to stay still close to home, mm-hmm. relatively close to home. Yeah. Um, but then see your family. Yeah. You know, you can go home every two weeks mm-hmm. or when we have breaks at the seminary or summer for our summer breaks, things like right. that. Yeah. You're able to still connect with them and, and, and catch up with them. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that um, the bishops, Archbishop um, Gustavo here in San Antonio and Bishop Gary and Bishop Mike, they recognize the importance of us as seminarians to maintain healthy relationships mm-hmm. with our family. I can't tell you how many times that they've said it over and over, like go, on break, go be with your family. Oh, go. Yeah. That's it's so critical mm-hmm. for our su- success in our vocation and yeah. to be whole men, to have those relationships, those foundational relationships with mm-hmm. our family. So um, to just bust that common misconception that we'll never have access or we'll never see our family again, quite the contrary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, the bishops, the vocations office tell us over and over, go be with your family, maintain those relationships because that's going to help us in our vocation. Absolutely. I distinctly remember when uh, we had our family day, Archbishop looked me in the eye and he says, you better go home and see your family. (laughs) I was like, yes, Archbishop. Am I that bad? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Another misconception that comes to my mind is that uh, seminary costs money. Like, do we have to pay? for room and board or education as a seminarian for the Archdiocese of San Antonio? And that answer is no, right? Yes. Uh, in our, our Archdiocese, we have very generous people who give to the Archbishop's Appeal, mm-hmm. and uh, they pay uh, all of our, uh, our room and board mm-hmm. and our schooling, which is a complete blessing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think here in the Archdiocese, we're able to have that because of their generosity. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And as at, here at, at the seminary, there's other guys that they kind of have to work during the summer right. where yeah. they have to figure out how to, how are they going to pay their schooling? Mm-hmm. Um, which is another burden to th- kind of think about yeah. in addition to discerning on whether or not God wants, you know, you're, you're discerning right. your call um, and being active in the parish. You also have to find some sort of financial funds. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a blessing that we have here um, because of the generosity Yes. Of those around us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's a reflection of the beauty of our local church mm-hmm. here in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Certainly, yes. it's a concrete reflection of the people of God's desire for good and holy priests, mm-hmm. their desire to support and encourage young men mm-hmm. to consider the vocation to priesthood yeah. and to give of their, um, be good mm-hmm. stewards of their gifts that they have, financial gifts, in supporting us in our journey. And like you said, Jordan, so that it gives us the freedom to focus on our studies, our spiritual growth, um, pastoral formation, all those different pillars um, that we can give ourselves fully to our formation. And so yeah. that's a, a great blessing. And then that being said, the people of, the, of God give that as a gift, mm-hmm. right? So that's important. There's like, in a sense, there's no string, strings attached. So another misconception then would be if I enter seminary, that means I have to become a priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, that like, the misconception, like, because people of God are supporting me in this way, now I'm indebted to them forever and I have to become a priest. But that's not true. No. It, it, it's quite the opposite. There's this freedom of support um, that the, the, any seminarian discerns well um, 
and it's you don't have to become a priest. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because if you do feel trapped, uh, that's not going to bear fruit within your vocation right. anyways. So uh, definitely if you feel, if you're in the seminary and you feel that you're, that call is not uh, going to be fruitful mm -hmm. within your mm -hmm. life, it's your duty to say, okay, uh, I need to be mature and I need to say, I need to step back. Right. Because if you're staying and you don't think you need to be staying, you're not doing anyone any favors. Right. Absolutely. I think what helps listeners kind of think about this notion of discernment as far as entering into seminary and being able to leave, right. thinking about it and holding it in light of kind of like dating, mm. you know, oh, yeah. you can kind of only discern one vocation at a time. So you're either going to date, you right. know, a, pro a, a future spouse, or you're going to date, you know, the church and kind right. of see on whether or not you're called to priesthood. Right. And so I think in seminary, it's very similar to dating where you're kind of like, you're going on dates, you know, yeah. you're getting to know what the church is like, right. what she has to offer to you, what you can offer to her. Right. Yeah. And you're not going to go in and say, yes, I'm going to marry you immediately. Right. But yet you're going to spend some time in prayer and time together and think about, you know, okay, what do you bring and what do I bring and how can we work this together, right. work together and make right. this, make this work. Absolutely. Um, but the beauty in, in that is that any time entered into seminary, is not a waste of time. Right. So just oh, because yeah. you enter and you decide to leave, it doesn't mean you wasted, you know, five years, four years, two years, however long you right. stay in seminary, you wasted that part of your life. No. But then yet you've, you've grown as a man, mm -hmm. as a man of Christ and, right. in, in your own baptismal call, which I think is a, is a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that comes to my mind uh, about misconceptions is if, if you enter seminary, you can no longer have any hobbies or kind of things that you enjoy doing. <laughs> like you have to like leave those behind. Uh, that's not true yeah. either. Like you can you can maintain your hobbies and act and activities you like doing. Like I know a lot of the guys certainly like to play soccer or mm -hmm. frisbee. Yeah. Um, in fact, anyone who's listening or watching this podcast. This is done by seminarians, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Jordan introduced us in the beginning. This is produced by seminarians of the Archdiocese of San Antonio. We're on the podcast as the talent, if you will. And so like <laughs> we, we're still doing this in the midst of our formation because, in fact, I believe it's part of our formation. It's part of our human growth and evangelization. I mean, yeah. this is just the, the world in which we live in now. And so there's aspects for us to exercise our creative skills, our athletic skills, all of those things, um, and you don't have to like abandon your entire identity and con conform only to one image of a Absolutely. seminarian. Yeah. You bring with you mm -hmm. all the gifts that the Lord's given you, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and I think a couple of weeks ago I shared at a discernment retreat, I said, we don't need you to fit the stereotype of a seminarian mm -hmm. or the stereotype of no. a priest. We need you to be yourself yeah. and to bring all that who you are. You right. know, whether you like baking, whether you like to go hiking, Absolutely. or you know, skydiving, probably not the same. Thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> but everything that's who you are, you yeah. have to offer mm. to Christ, the church, and also your other brothers here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't need cookie cutter priests because exactly. that's going to get boring for the people of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, any other things that come to mind? Some misconceptions uh, about seminary life before? I think we're good. 
I think we got it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, yeah. If you guys have any misconceptions or any questions, please do. We encourage you to them to write them in the comment section below. Um, and please also share this video, most especially with anybody you know who might be discerning a vocation to the priesthood mm -hmm. or someone you've seen at your parish who you believe could be a really incredible priest. I think we've mm -hmm. all been encouraged and invited in our vocations and it's extremely powerful. So please, um, encourage any young man or young woman you see to pursue their vocation um, and not to be afraid of it. Yep. And share this video so that they, we might um, bust any misconceptions they have about <laughs> seminary yeah. life, right? Yeah. Absolutely. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of fun as brothers, as fraternity, in growing spiritually, pastorally, intellectually, and humanly as men of God. And it's a great journey. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. And if anyone out there is considering... Uh, seminary, please reach out to the vocations director and have that conversation with them. Um, and please like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share this video, like I said, with anybody you know who might be considering a vocation to the priesthood. Thank you so much. God bless. Okay. <laughs>